Hello, and welcome to episode 78 of My Circus, My Monkeys. There are always jobs popping up in higher ed, but the spring semester is traditionally job hunting season. Maybe you feel like it's just time to move up in your career. Maybe you've realized your current position isn't working for you anymore. Whether you've been searching for jobs for a while, or you think you need to start, in this episode, we're going to talk about what you need to do to prepare for interview season. So stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. When people talk about job hunting, step one is typically getting your resume updated, right? You go back and add the many, many responsibilities you've had to do since you got your current job. Yes, you will need an updated resume to actually apply for positions, but this isn't where you need to start. When you start with your resume, you automatically focus on the things that you do. Instead, I want to talk to you about why you should start focusing on who you are and how you do things instead. What's the difference? When people apply for jobs, they typically apply for positions they have experience doing, or at the very least, transferable experiences. When you're asked, why should we hire you? You talk about all those experiences. Sure, you typically need to talk about those experiences in some way. But remember, every other candidate is going to have similar experiences. Maybe not exactly the same, but the same enough to grab their attention and to get an interview. You may have tons of experience doing those things, but when people are looking at your resume or interviewing you, you need to be more than the things that you've done. You need to show potential employers who you are and how you show up at work. And when you start with your resume, again, you shift your focus away from the very thing that will decide if you're the right candidate for the job. So how do you do that? If you guessed, by focusing on my talents, you're absolutely right. When you know and understand your talents, you can better communicate who you are and how you do what you do. That paints a more vivid picture than just things being done. Let's take res life. That's my background, and I'm guessing many of your backgrounds as well. If you've worked in res life, you're going to have things like supervised blank number of professionals and blank number of RAs, organized and developed team training, did room assignments for blank number of students, etc. Yep, you sure did. So did I. So did at least 50% of the candidates out there. That's nice, but essentially boring. But what if instead of supervising, you said, and let's do this bullet point style, 
I focus on clearly and frequently communicating with my team. Hashtag communication. I frequently upgrade my supervising strategy based on current research. Hashtag input or hashtag learner. I encourage my team members by coaching them on ways to improve their performance on a daily basis. Hashtag maximizer. I am responsive to the needs of my team members and can quickly pivot to give them what they need to be successful in their role. Hashtag adaptability. If you are hiring someone, what would capture your attention more? Which gives you more information about the candidate? At its core, that's what Clifton Strengths is about. How you do the things you do. When people are looking to fill a position, yes, absolutely, you need to be able to check some boxes as far as experience goes. But at a certain point, it's about who's the right fit. The second approach paints a much better picture of whether or not how you do things is the right fit for that position. The Clifton Strengths Assessment started because Dr. Clifton wanted to find out what talents the people who were the best in their field had in common. The assumption was that the best CEOs or the best teachers or the best lawyers all had the same talents. But after thousands of interviews, they found the exact opposite. The people who excelled at their roles were the ones who focused on the talents that they had. That means what you do is far less important than how you do it. There are plenty of people who could do whatever job you're applying for because they've done the things that you have. But when you show up as your authentic self and focus on the things you do best, your talents and your strengths, you're going to stick out to potential employers because they'll be able to picture how you'll be on the team, not just that you're able to do certain things. If you're the best fit, that's going to be immediately obvious. Of course, the flip side of this is they could also immediately see that you're not a good fit. When you're job seeking, it's always a blow to your self-esteem if you're not selected for an interview or you don't get hired after you have interviewed. But it is far better to miss out on a job that just isn't right for you. Yes, having a job is necessary, but to get a job that isn't a good fit for your talents will quickly make you miserable. Maybe you're in that situation right now. Either way, showing up authentically allows both you and the interviewer to more quickly decide if this is the right job for you. I do interview coaching, and often people try to guess what they think the interview wants to hear. It's natural to want to please the interviewer. After all, they have the power to hire you. But there's a difference between aligning your talents to the job and pandering to them so they like your answers. The first approach is letting interviewers know, this is who I am, and this is how I'd approach doing this job. You should be able to tell by their body language, comments, and follow-up questions if who you are and how you do the job is what they're looking for in a candidate. Again, they're not looking for that. It can be awkward, especially if you're in the interview because you feel like you keep getting the answers wrong, but you're actually gaining valuable information about the job and the organization. It's better to know now so you can keep looking for the job that's right for you. The second approach is saying, I can be who you want me to be. 
You may even be such an excellent actor that you convince both the interviewers and yourself that you can. And to some degree, I'm sure you can do any job. The question really is, will you be happy and fulfilled doing that job in that environment? Each of your talents has things it loves and hates, things it needs and values. If the job you take doesn't align with those things, you're absolutely going to be more stressed and it's going to take more of your energy to do that job than one that does fit. Not to mention, it's really difficult to hide who you are every day. Eventually, your true self is going to show up. And if you told the people who hired you that you're someone else, they're going to be confused at first. But then it's, going to, then it's going to escalate to disappointment or even anger. Basically, trying to be generic to get a job is a recipe that will most likely leave a bitter taste for everyone involved. Okay, so now that I've covered why the how is so important, how the bleep do you figure this out? Let me break it down into a few steps. One, the easiest way to start is by taking the Clifton Strengths Talent Assessment. If you've already done this, perfect. If you haven't, you can go to gallup.com and buy a code there. There are three different reports that you can get. Your top five, the Clifton Strengths Report for Managers, which has your top 10, and the Clifton Strengths 34 report, which gives you a ranking of all 34 talent themes. If you're just getting started, the top five is totally fine and will get you a long way to communicating who you are on the job hunt. And FYI, if you want to both take the assessment and get help figuring all this out, we include the report for manager's code with all of our coaching packages. Now, can you do this without taking the Clifton Strengths assessment? Sure. But unless you really have time to invest in some heavy self-reflection and observation, in addition to the self-reflection that I'm about to talk about, it's worth the 20 bucks just to take the assessment. They've already invested the time and the research into developing a reliable tool and a rich vocabulary that you can use to communicate who you are on both your resume and during interviews. Once you know what your talents are, read your report and underline or circle the words and phrases that most resonate with you. It's also helpful to show other people that report who know you well, close friends, colleagues, family, and get their feedback on how they see these things showing up for you. The reason it's helpful is because our talents come so easily to us, we can take them for granted and not even notice when they're showing up. The next thing you need to do is think about how you would describe each of your talents to someone else in your own words. Now, you may feel like you get it after reading the report, but remember, this is about being able to explain it to other people. The better able you are to talk about how you do things, the better able you'll be able to answer those pesky interview questions. Next, think of examples of when you use these things at work. When we do workshops, we usually just have people fit pick one example of a time they've used blank talent. But for interviewing, I want you to come up with a pretty substantial list. Think about how your talents have shown up for you in your current position and past positions. One mistake a lot of candidates make is just telling interviewers how they typically approach a situation. To really illustrate how you do things, 
you want to engage them in a story of a time that you did that very thing and how you did it. This is important for two reasons. Stories help us connect with other people. Stories kick in both psychological and neurological processes that make us feel closer to those around us involved in the story. When you tell a story of a time you did something, it paints a more vivid picture of you in the role. In other words, they can literally see you doing this job versus thinking, theoretically, you could do it. Those are very different things. The first one has them picturing you in the job you want. Now, the last thing you want to do is transfer this new understanding of yourself, including your stories, into your resume and prep for commonly asked interview questions. Go back and add in what you do for your resume, but think about it in terms of how. What verbs reflect your talents? How can you help the reader visualize the things you do? To prep for the interview, think about how your talents align with the job description. How do your talents align with the mission and values of the institution? Again, remember, you're talking about how you are at your best, aka working in your strengths zone, fits into their organization. You want to be very clear about not just that you can do what they need, but that you'll be doing it in a way that fits the needs of their current team and overall organization. So I always want to keep these episodes short enough that people feel like they have time to listen. So this was a pretty quick overview of everything. And if you feel like that's enough to get going, fantastic. But if you'd like more information, we're doing a free webinar on Monday, February 14th at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yes, we know it's Valentine's Day, but we titled the webinar, Getting Your Dream Job, Using Your Strengths to Nail Your Interview. You know, like to get your dream partner, you need to go on all these dates and really sell who you are to make sure you're a good fit. Get it? If you'd like to join us, there's a link to register in the episode description. You can also go on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org, and click on the pop-up. We know that some of you may already have commitments at that time, so we'll be sending out a replay that you can play at your convenience through the end of February. But if you join us live, we'll select one lucky individual to win a free coaching session with a code for your top five report. So hopefully this has changed your perspective on how to approach job hunting. If you focus on your talents, you'll be communicating in a new way that focuses on who you are and how you do things instead of what you do. This will help you stand out from other candidates and ensure you're a good fit for the position you've applied for. That's a win for you and your future employer. So until next time, sign up for our free webinar on getting your dream job and stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.
As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.